This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, flu season is just around the corner, and the flu is a serious contagious disease that can lead to hospitalization and even to death. Well, here with more on all what you need to know to protect yourself and your family is Dr. Bruce Simmons. He's the Director of Employee and Student Health at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Dr. Simmons. Well, Thanks thank so you. much I'm for coming in. Yeah. Let's begin by helping um, our listeners just with some important facts. What exactly is the flu? Well, you know, the flu is a viral illness. You know, common cold is a viral illness, but the flu is something much more severe. And those that get the flu generally can't continue in their normal daily activities. They become very ill, whereas with a cold, often we try to struggle through our, our day and, uh, and continue on. But with the flu, uh, the symptoms are such that it makes it almost impossible to do that. So it's a contagious respiratory illness, but can have levels of severity. But as you said, in many cases, it can be quite severe. What are some of the signs and symptoms that you would know that you ha- you're really having yes. the flu? Well, you know, it is a very highly contagious illness. And when uh, you're exposed, then generally within a day or two, you'll develop symptoms. Uh, you know, the range can go from one to four days, but it's usually somewhere in that, that second day that you develop a severe uh, onset of fever, uh, muscle aches, headache perhaps, uh, sore throat. Some people get a runny nose. Uh, but, you know, the thing is that you get this severe fatigue, almost that you can't continue. People say, it's almost like I got hit by a bus. And that's some of the ways that we kind of distinguish that from, say, a common cold, where the symptoms kind of come on over a few days. So how is the flu spread? I mean, is it spread differently than other respiratory diseases? Tell us a little bit about, I mean, there's always been talk about how actually these kinds of things spread from person to person. True. And, you know, there, there are a number of different, uh, a wide variety of respiratory diseases that spread differently uh, in some cases. But with the flu, uh, it's droplets. And it's usually through coughing. And if you're within uh, three feet of someone and they're coughing, very likely that, uh, you know, you can be infected if they have the flu and you're not vaccinated. So those droplets that they're coughing out will land either on your, no- on your nose or your nasal, mu- nasal mucosa on your hands and you might touch your nose, that kind of thing? That's very true. And, you know, I like to use uh, actually say six feet because if you're beyond six feet, then you're probably not going to get infected. So there, you know, there's that area where if you're within a certain range, then you will get infected. And, of course, those droplets then... Uh, have to land somewhere, and often they'll either land on a surface, on a on a desk or a chair, or I like to think of you know at church, you know people cough and it's on the on the pews in a in a church, and they also cough into their hands unfortunately, and then they have the the uh, flu virus on their hands, and then they put their hands on a surface or they shake your hand, uh, so that's why it's very important not only to stay away from people that are coughing during flu season, but also to protect yourself by washing your own hands, using alcohol wipe on your uh, uh, cleanser on your hands. Microbial. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then, of course, avoiding putting your hands to your eyes, your nose, or your mouth. 
without cleansing them. So there's been some controversy as to when, if you have the flu, that you are contagious to others. It's been suggested that even a day before you show symptoms, you could still be contagious. That is true. I mean, uh, you know, over the last uh, few years, we've come to realize that there is potential to infect others even before you become ill yourself. Most likely the, the flu virus is in your saliva. And of course, you may not be actively coughing at that time, but there is a potential to infect others even before you're, you're sick. Uh, and, you know, we use that, uh, you know, when we talk to people because they say, you know, well, if I get sick, I'm going to stay away from, you know, uh, others in my family, uh, for instance, that are healthy. But you might not know that. Yeah, and it's and and also I noted that you could be continue to infect people up to a week after you've actually been sick. Yes, you so. know, five to seven days, you know, into the illness, you can certainly do that. But the the fact is, is that actually you can. There is some that can affect others even longer, particularly children who have weakened sometimes, and systems. others that have you know chronic illnesses that will not mount an immediate. Uh, immune response to the uh, to the virus, so you'll go on and infect others even longer. So, in the beginning of this um, chat, we, I mentioned that it can be very serious; it can require hospitalization, sometimes even death. What are some of the complications that come along with flu if you get a particularly bad course of it? Well, the the most common ones are you know bacterial infections, uh, bacterial pneumonia certainly is, is one that that we see. Uh, so that's a secondary infection over and above the, a secondary the viral infection. infection. But you can also develop a viral pneumonia and develop a serious uh, respiratory distress syndrome with a viral pneumonia from influenza. But of course, it also worsens other underlying, you know, uh, illnesses, cardiopulmonary sorts of things. People that have heart failure, people have chronic lung diseases as well as, you know, other things like asthma, asthma, kidney disease. You know, you can almost go from head to toe, and influenza can influence those things. And certainly people with hemologic illnesses, cancers, uh, you know, diabetes, all of those things can be worsened by So the it can lead to very severe consequences if yes. you have other comorbidities, other problems. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with Dr. Bruce Simmons. We're talking about what you need to know about the flu and what you need to do to keep your family protected. So clearly the main protection, the main protection at this point for flu is? Absolutely. The, it's the flu vaccine. Uh, flu vaccine uh, is something that everyone from age six months on should get, uh, unless you have certain contraindications. Uh, and you know, and you should get it every year. You should get it every year. Unfortunately, flu vaccine is not a long-lasting vaccine. It tends to even diminish in some people at towards the end of the flu season, uh, which means that, of course, that doesn't mean it's not working. Uh, if it's a good match, it just means that you might still get a little, uh, some small amount of symptoms with it. But um, you have to get it every year. It uh, it diminishes, but also the viruses, the virus types that we're covering change from year to year very that, often. I think that's the critical point. So every year, the flu that comes our way on the Northern Hemisphere is 
looks different. It might be made up of different components, yes. different strains. Sometimes there's a big change, and sometimes there's just a little change. This year, in one component of the vaccine, the H1N1 component, that stayed exactly the same. But the H3N2 component for influenza A, that was really poorly matched last year, of course, was changed. And we're hopeful that this year will be a much better match and be much more effective across the board. So just to reiterate, people starting at age six months all the way up need to get it? All the way up, yes. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's important that we all get it because, of course, if you come in contact with someone, six, uh, an infant, less than six months, and you haven't been vaccinated and you expose that infant, they're going to suffer serious consequences. And on the other end of the spectrum, older people may not develop as good an immune response. And those people, even though they were vaccinated, or perhaps even with high-dose vaccine, they may still be susceptible to influenza. So those of us that decided, well, we just don't need the flu vaccine, I never, you know, perhaps I hear people say, I never got the flu. Or, you know, if I get it, I'll... I'm healthy enough to, 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 to fight recover. it off. Mm-hmm. You are uh, putting others at risk. I think that's a key point, this whole issue of herd immunity, which is touted around lately with all the people who are naysayers about vaccines in general. They don't seem to realize that they're really affecting the entire community and reducing everyone's immunity by, re- by refusing to, to really be vaccinated. That's absolutely let me, true. Let me get to um, who should not be vaccinated, though. There are people, just I don't want to run out of time. True. I mean, uh, of course, again, infants less than six months should not be vaccinated. Uh, Those that have had severe reactions to influenza vaccine should not be vaccinated. Some people that have egg allergies, and it depends on the, the, the level of severity or, you know, how, how allergic they actually are. And then of course, you know, there are other groups that uh, you know, those that, that have had uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome within six months of receiving the flu vaccine in the past. And so I think if you're ill at the time or you're severely ill or you, or you have a, and basically with or without a fever, you should probably wait to be vaccinated. That's that true. true as well? I mean, if you have mild illness, say you're, you're the tail end of a cold, you know, you're still kind of stuffy, you, you could get the flu vaccine. But if you're, you know, acutely ill, then certainly not. So what, when is flu season, actually? I mean, what does it run on a calendar in the Northern Hemisphere? What are we talking about? Well, we usually talk about, you know, October to May. You know, when... That's a pretty big of, season. Yeah. And, you know, uh, a number of years ago, um, we, you know, we saw H1N1 and, you know, we saw... And it, it kind of came at an unusual time. So, uh, but generally... As the uh, with the onset of cold in the uh, in the northeast, uh, we'll start to see the flu, and we'll continue all the way till uh, till springtime. So, I think this is what is confusing to a lot of people, or it certainly has been to me. How do they determine what? to target against on a given year. I mean, I understand the WHO has several centers throughout the, the world, and they all kind of come together, and then they make recommendations. I mean, how effective has this been in the, in the, in the course of this history? 
well, you know, some years it's very effective, other years it's not as as effective. But the fact is, is that they have to do this almost as a uh, previous flu season ends. So they're, they, it's really a prediction and they look at, you know, what flus are circulating because we may have flu season in the, in the fall and winter here in the Northeast, but in the tropical areas, you know, their flu season is exactly the opposite of ours. So there's flu circulating all the time and they look at all of that information. So one would hope that they're coming up with the right formula on an annual basis. But as you said, there have been years where they have clearly missed the boat That's in true. some ways. That is true. But nevertheless, even last year I read somewhere that even though it was less effective against the strains that came through, the response or the or the, uh, the illnesses were diminished by having had the shot. Certainly. The, the hope is that even if it's not a good match, you will develop some level of immunity, uh, even a low level, which will uh, give you less severe illness if you actually do get the flu. So bottom line, get vaccinated. Get vaccinated and get vaccinated every year. It doesn't carry over from year to year, so get vaccinated every year. Thank you so much for coming in. My guest has been Dr. Bruce Simmons, Director of Employee and Student Health at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.